people started wearing pajamas, originally spelled P-Y-J-A-M-A-S, instead of nightgowns, so they'd be prepared to run outside in public during World War II air raids in England. This is Simple Joe for Thursday, May 13th, 2021. Pajamas, PJs, jammies, nighties, not nighties, that's weird. (laughs) Nightgowns, whatever. Nothing like sleeping in flannel though, is there? Huh? Well, welcome to Simple Joe. Hello, my friend. I'm Joe, and welcome to Simple Joe. I am so glad that you are here. You kind of stepped over my words there from the very beginning of the show. Hope that's not a sign of things to come. I don't think it is. Hey, today we are going to talk about the weather and news in Florence, Italy. One million dollars in Ohio if you're vaccinated. How many bubbles are in beer? A weight loss update. And I'm just going to tell you right now, do it or get off the pot, Joe. Come on, get it together. We're going to hear from Martin Luther King Jr. and much, much more. All right, it's about 9 o'clock p.m. on Thursday evening. We saw a beautiful day today, high of 68 and a low of 43. Sunny all day long, got a lot of walking in today. Friday, tomorrow it's going to be 70 degrees and a lot of sunshine, low of 44. Saturday, 74 and a high of of 74 and a low of 53. Sunny all day long. And Sunday, looks like we got some rain coming Sunday, 68 and 50 five degrees for our friends in or near florence italy it's going to rain tomorrow it's going to be 19 degrees celsius for a high and nine degrees celsius for a low but looks like you got a lot of rain coming and saturday 21 degrees celsius for the high and 14 degrees celsius for the low lots of sunshine but the rain is coming back sunday 21 degrees celsius for the high and 13 degrees celsius for the low. Well, Florence and Venice, Italy plan to rebuild tourism after the coronavirus crisis. The two cities urged the government to give them more powers to regulate the tourist industry when travelers eventually return. Even as most of Italy entered into a new lockdown on Monday, Mayor of Florence, Dario Nardella, spoke of the need to look ahead to a new model of tourism and linked to enhancing, promoting, and protecting cities of art. You gotta, you gotta keep businesses open. I don't care what kind of government you have or what kind of political system you have, what kind of country you have, you have to keep businesses open. That economy has to keep churning. And I think Florence and Venice are starting to realize that. And many countries across the world are starting to realize that. You know, I've said this before here in the United States, we feel like we're on the other side of this pandemic. In fact, I read a bit of a news article today that said, are we, can we call it? Can we say that we're on the other side of this by now? I know Canada's not. India certainly isn't. Other, other countries in Europe are not. I think once, you know, once this virus was developed, I mean, excuse me, once this vaccine was developed and distributed and, and people are starting to get the vaccine, we can debate about the vaccine if you want. 
and I hear your arguments. I'm vaccinated. In fact, today is my two weeks after my second vaccine, so I am fully protected. And from this day forward, I am not wearing a mask. I'm not probably not social distancing in any place that doesn't require me to. But you know what? If they ask me to wear a mask to do business there, I'm going to put on a mask. If they ask me to social distance, I'm going to social distance. But any place that I don't have to, I'm not. I'm going to trust the vaccine and trust that it's done its job and let the chips fall where they may. I'm going back to living my life. I've done what I think I needed to do. My wife has done what she thinks she's needed to do, and my kids have done it as well. And it's time to start living. I believe that. We've got our vaccines, and you got to trust somewhere, sometime, right? So it starts right now. No more masks, no more social distancing for me, unless the place requires it. And you know what? Also, if somebody says to me, hey, do you mind putting on a mask? I'm just a little, I'm just a little uneasy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on a mask because that human being across the way, making them comfortable and making them feel like they're safe around me is more important to me than my rats. But anyway, there you go. That's, there's my little tangent. My point is this. Businesses have to open back up. We need commerce. I don't care what country you are. We need commerce. Things have to keep churning. The government's going to run out of money and there's going to be big problems. We got to keep the economy churning. People need to start going out to business for their physical, for their fiscal health, for their financial health, and for their mental health. They got to, people have to start getting back out there and living their life. Let's go do this, folks. Yeah. In any event, there's the news and weather for Florence, Italy. I certainly appreciate you listening, Florence. It means a lot to me. Way over there in Europe, you're listening to this uh, this simple Joe from Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you so much. In 1931, Jim Jones, the leader of the People's Temple cult, was born today, and he is famous for the Jonestown massacre. I believe he I believe he shot himself. He was the leader of that cult, and he got all kinds of people to drink Kool-Aid. Either he shot himself or he had somebody shoot him. You know, he had, he talked all these people into drinking the Kool-Aid and that's where that, that phrase come from drinking the Kool-Aid when you, you blindly believe something that comes from this Jonestown massacre. And the guy didn't have the guts to drink the Kool-Aid himself. He had somebody, he had somebody shoot him. So he died in 1978. There's a couple documentaries about this guy. I just, it blows me away how people get caught up in cults. And how people get caught up in following these messianic shucksters, <laughs> you know these these people who who claim to be close to God or claim to be enlightened and have a message from the universe. How do people just blindly follow these people? Smart people. How do they, how does how do they do that? How does that happen? What clicks in them to make them go down this path to the, to the point of death in this case? In any event, he died in 1978. That was a real tragedy, real tragedy. He was born in 1931. That's Jim Jones. In 1939, actor Harvey Keitel was born. He's from uh, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Good actor. 1950, Stevie Wonder was born. Stevie Wonder, one of the great performers of our life. Uh, in history of music, there's some, there's some debate. I know this is going to sound weird, but look up on YouTube, 
Stevie Wonder can see, or Stevie Wonder is not blind. And you're going to see some interesting interviews with people who know Stevie Wonder, who have been with Stevie Wonder, and some videos where it, boy, it sure doesn't look like Stevie Wonder is blind. There's one video where he's singing. I think it's, it's from the We're, We Are the World video. He's singing, and somebody accidentally knocks over a mic. Now, Stevie Wonder's supposed to be blind. Somebody accidentally knocks over a mic that's a foot or so away from him and he reaches out to grab it and grabs it exactly where exactly where he needs to grab it no fumbling over it or anything like that now you could say well maybe he heard it or he felt it or anything like that but it's far enough away i don't know and they just kind of bumped into it it sure looks like it i don't know i don't know but look it up at least it'll be some you know Something to pass the time for a minute. Stevie Wonder is not blind. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> or Stevie Wonder can see. He, Stevie Wonder, of, of course, again, was born in 1950. 1952, John Kasich was born today, former governor of Ohio. And he was also a former presidential candidate. I think he did a pretty decent job here in Ohio. I think he, he set aside um, some conservative and Republican values here in the last election, but we won't go there here. He was born in 1952. Again, I think he did a pretty decent job as governor of Ohio. Being a resident of Ohio, I get to say that. In 1961, Dennis Rodman was born today. Great forward for the Chicago Bulls. 1964, Stephen Colbert was born today. Host of the Colbert Report, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Comedian, where did he get his start? He got his start on, hmm, I can't remember the comedian's name. He's a talk show, John Stewart. I think, I think Stephen Colbert got his start on John Stewart. I'm not sure. I do believe that he also tried out for the Michael Scott role in The Office. I think he played. He's he tried to get that role as well. In any event. He was born in 1964. In 1966, Darius Rucker was born today. Do you know who Darius Rucker is? You might know Darius Rucker is Hootie. Many people think, hey, there's Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish, but it's not Hootie. His name is Darius Rucker. And uh, we saw Hootie and the Blowfish years ago in, in concert at a venue here called Riverbend. And opening up for, uh, for Hootie and the Blowfish were the Blues Travelers and Edwin McCain. And from that point on, I have been a huge Edwin McCain fan. Huge Edwin McCain fan. One album specifically. That's not really right for me to say that I'm a huge Edwin McCain fan. I'm a I'm a one album Edwin McCain fan. Now I like Al B. That came that came a little later, a little later in uh I danced with my daughter to Edwin McCain, the song Walk With You, at my daughter's wedding. And that was just, it's a beautiful song, beautiful song, beautiful song, beautiful moment with a beautiful young woman. I loved that time. She got married in Florida and just a blast. And that's a beautiful song. And I will always remember that moment and that song by Edwin McCain with my daughter. If you've not heard the album Jester's Dreamers and Thieves, it is in my mind one of the best albums ever. I'll just leave that right there. And I got on this ram on this on this um 
whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it, talking about Darius Rucker. He was born today in 1966. In 1986, Lena Dunham was born today, actress Lena Dunham, producer of Girls. And in 1986, Robert Patterson, Patterson, Pattinson, 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 Robert Pattinson was born today. Of course, he was in, uh, he was Edward in the Twilight series, Edward Cullen, and he is going to be the new Batman, I believe. He's, I think that's in production right now. I can't see it, just can't see it, but we'll see how it shakes out. But in 1986, Robert Pattinson was born today. Today in history, the first commercial FM radio station in the United States was launched in Bloomfield, Connecticut, which came to be known as WDRC. That happened in 1939. Did you know that today is National Crouton Day? Do you like croutons on your salad? My wife does not. So whenever we go to a place to get salads, we always ask for them on the side and I'll eat the croutons. Croutons aren't great for you, but man, I love that crunchy texture in a salad. Today is National Frog Jumping Day, National Apple Pie Day, National Fruit Cocktail Day. I like fruit cocktails. Yeah. Fruit salad. Is that, would that be called the same thing? You know the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in fruit salad. Take that. And that's not even the quote of the day. You like apple pie? Again, I said before, today is National Apple Pie Day. I like apple pie. Apple pie a la mode. What I never understood was apple pie with cheddar, melted cheddar cheese on top. Never understood it. I wouldn't even, I don't think I've ever tried it. Don't want to try it. If you've had apple pie with cheddar cheese on top of it, tell me why. Text me. Tell me why. Email me. Tell me why. 513-399-6468 is my text number. Let me know why you eat cheddar cheese on apple pie. Anyway. Well, we found out why the Colonial Pipeline opened back up. It's because they paid the hackers. <laughs> they did. They paid the ransom. Nearly $5 million. They paid the ransom to open up the, to, for them to get rid of the bug or the virus or whatever that they implanted in the software controlling the pipeline to the tune of almost $5 million in ransom. Crazy. How many bubbles are in a glass of beer? Well, when you pour a glass of beer, a frothy cascade of fizz rises to the top as more and more tiny bubbles coalesce. Is that right? And they form a nose-tickling layer of foam. At first, that frothy stream of carbonation seems endless, but just how many bubbles can emerge from a glass of beer before it goes flat? Gerard Laguerre Belair, I guess, a professor of chemical physics at the University of Rheims Champagne Ardennes in France. Wow, I'm sure I butchered that one. Had previously explored this effervescent subject in Champagne calculating that one flute produces about 1 million bubbles. Recently, Liger Belair peered into the depths of beer glasses and found that they produce twice as many bubbles as champagne, with up to 2 million bubbles popping in a half-pint glass, according to a new study. So, cool. 
So the average, I guess the average glass of beer has 2 million bubbles. So when you're pouring that beer and you're looking at all that fizz, you know, you're looking at 2 million little air bubbles. Kind of cool, huh? Well, I live in the state of Ohio and I got the chance to win $1 million. Why? Because Mike DeWine announced that they are having a vaccine lottery of some sort. And if you've been vaccinated, you get put in a pool and over the next five weeks, I don't know, starting when, I think the 29th or something like that, but over, over a five week period, they're giving away $1 million a week. The state of Ohio is giving away $1 million a week to anybody that has been vaccinated. So if you're in Ohio and you want a chance to win a million dollars, go start your vaccine process. And the article reads, any Ohioan who has received at least one shot of COVID-19 vaccine is eligible to win $1 million. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine announced Wednesday, five Ohio Ohioans will be chosen at random in five separate, separate weekly drawings. The first drawing will be held on May 26th with four consecutive drawings held each Wednesday that follows. The pool of names for the drawing will be derived from the Ohio Secretary of State's publicly available voter registration database. Governor Mike DeWine announced further, we will make available a webpage for people to sign up for the drawings if they are not in a database we are using. $5 million, $1 million to five separate people in the state of Ohio if you've been vaccinated. So... I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Is that the best way to use taxpayers' dollars? Just get vaccinated. Use the money for something else or give the money back to the taxpayers. How about that? That's a good idea. I say all that unless I win the million dollars, then I'm a hypocrite, right? (laughs) Because I would be keeping that money. Here's the deal. Would I rather go vegan for a month or, or only eat meat and dairy for a month? Okay, let's let's assume that there are no health issues from either one for this month period. Because I've got some things going on that I need to eat lots of fiber. I'll just leave it at that. But would I rather go vegan for a month or only eat meat and dairy for a month? So I'm going to assume that no, no health conditions will arise during this month. This is clear to me. Meat and dairy for a month. Easy. Done meat and dairy for a month. I was a vegetarian for several years, probably four or five years. Uh, not a vegan. I did eat, eat pasta and I did eat ice cream and I ate a lot of ice cream because I gained 40 pounds as a vegetarian over a four or five year period. No kidding. Ask my wife. It aggravated the snot out of her that I, when I came home and said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to try being a vegetarian. Well, I ate a lot of pasta and a lot of ice cream didn't eat meat on the in the technical sense. Yeah, didn't eat meat at all. But I ate dairy in the form of a couple scoops, maybe more every night, and pasta every day. And it was not good. So would I rather go vegan for a month or only eat meat and dairy for a month? Easy for me. Only eat meat and dairy for a month. As long as I don't experience any health issues. Talking about health issues, transparency here. I almost didn't want to tell you guys this, but I promised you the truth about this. And this is what being held accountable is. And I weighed in today at 204. Wrong direction. Do what I get off the pot, Joe, right? 
That leaves me with 39 pounds until I reach 165. I was on such a good path. I've been eating too much during the day. Um, and not not really a whole lot at night. The That Sunday kind of put me in a weird tailspin. Uh, I don't want to say I gave up, but I could feel myself craving sweets after that day more than I had. And I had some sweets on Sunday, and I think that that triggered it started a some momentum that I didn't want started. And so in complete transparency, I'm moving in the wrong direction and I am stopping it today. I, I'm I'll let you know right now, I'm probably going to be a higher than 204 tomorrow, but tomorrow it begins again. That's the beautiful thing about a new day, right? Is you get to start all over again. It's a beautiful thing that God has given us a new day to start all over, to write our life over. And tomorrow, I promise you, I'm moving in the right direction again tomorrow. I did get 8,184 steps in today. That's 2,184 over my goal of 6,000. But yeah, the weight loss thing over the past few days has not been good. And I can chalk it up to Sunday and kind of let myself go on Sunday. And then that kind of snowballed into not terrible days, not awful days, but eight more than I want it. And plus, I'm, there's probably some unprocessed stuff up there that, up there that, <laughs> that little TMI, TMI, I guess, that still has to work its way through. But there it is. That's the truth. So today's quote comes from Martin Luther King Jr. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Let that sink in for a second. And I like to do that. I like to hear a quote like this and just let it sink in for a second. Faith is, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. You got, if you want to go down the steps, you got to take that step, right? If you want to go up the steps, you got to take that step. You may not see where those steps are going completely. You may not know what's around that corner. You don't know what's on the, if you're on the first floor, you don't know what's on the third floor. It could be anything lions or tigers or bears, anything. It may not even go all the way up to the third floor. You may get to the second floor and realize it's all blocked and you got to, you got to find another way, but you got to have faith, right? You got to take that first step and start up those stairs, even though you don't see the whole staircase that can be applied in so many ways in life. I always like the saying that, and this is one of my favorite sayings, go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you'll see further. Go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you'll see further. But you got to get there in order to see further. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. What is your faith like? Do you have faith to take one step on that, on that staircase? Do I have faith to take one step on that staircase, even though I don't see the whole thing? Well, it depends on the staircase, right? Do I know who built the staircase? If I walked up that walked in down up and down that staircase before, am I familiar with the building? And do I do I know somebody that's already walked up and down that staircase? There's so many factors here. You know, does it does it look like a good staircase? In my experience with staircases, does that look like a staircase that goes where I need it to go and will go there safely? Is it in a place that it's likely to be safe and not have dangers up there. Even though all that, even though you can do all those equations in your head and all that thinking and all that calculating uh, and rationalizing, 
you still got to take that first step, even though you don't see the whole thing. Good one, Martin Luther King. I like his quotes. I, my favorite quote of all time is from Martin Luther King. And I think I've said that before and you'll hear it again, I'm sure. But that's a good one. That's a good one. Let's go ahead and wrap it up right there for today. You know the reason I do this show is because I love coming here and talking to you. It means a lot to me that you come here every day and listen. It means so much to me. And I also do the show so I can become a better podcaster. It's all about practicing this, uh, something that you love doing. And I love podcasting. I love coming here every day to talk to you. And I want to get better. I do. I want to get better. And I need your help. Let me know how I'm doing. Email me, joe at thesimplejoe.com, or send me a text at 513-399-6468. I would love to hear a critique. I would love to hear a kind criticism. Let me know if I'm saying too many ums, or if I'm repeating myself too much, or maybe I need to get rid of this segment, or do more of that segment, or you're my listeners. You're my listener. So I would love to hear from you. Let me know how I'm doing. Joe at thesimplejoe.com or text at 513-399-6468. Let me know how I'm doing. You don't have to remember a you don't have to remember any of that information because it's in today's show notes, wherever you're listening to the show. Either way, let me know you're out there. Just say hi. That would be cool. Thank you so much for coming in today and listening to me. We're going to wrap it up right there. You know how much I appreciate you and you know that I love you, just not in a weird way. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Take care.